It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. And on this Tuesday, g'day from JT and welcome to another episode of Off The Leash. And the team from GRV are with me in studio. Molly Haynes. Hello, Molly. Hello. How was the weekend? Oh, look, it was a long one. <laughs> Always good to get back to work on a uh, Monday. That's the ticket. Andrew Copley, how are you, Andrew? Going very well, thank you, John. Well, the, Vic, the Vicks were flying the flag again. Uh, it was a great uh, Thursday night up at Albion Park. Saturday night, the Group 1 Peter Mossman Classic uh, was run, and the Victorian star, My Redeemer, was exceptionally unlucky. It was a boil over in the end. It sure was, John. This race was, was uh, built up as... Uh, Basically a matchup between two of the hottest young sprinters in Australia. So My Redeemer from Victoria up against Beast Unleashed from New South Wales. They dominated betting, but I'll tell you what, with a bit of interference on the uh, first turn, it was all over for both of those dogs with Velocity Liberty winning at $19, one of the local greyhounds ahead of Zipping Falcon and two times twice. My Redeemer exited box five. I really fancied his chances, but you wouldn't believe it. He actually began too well for his own good. He's only jumped that well once before in his career, running a 5.05 at Sandown. And because he jumped so well, the dog on his outside, um, Chief's Empire, the other Victorian, he had nowhere to go. He usually just waits until a, a, an, an opportunity opens up. Then he crosses to the rail. But My Redeemer held him out, held him out, held him out, got to the first turn, and they collided on the first turn. My Redeemer actually recovered from that. Looked like he was going to win the race anyway, but then he got sandwiched up between two others and drifted back to the tail of the field. Ran home late for fourth, but it was a great run by My Redeemer, and we can expect many more wins from him going forward. But Molly, tell you what, three favourites missing out. Uh, big trifecta result. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, the trifecta paid a massive $411. The favourites, My Redeemer, he was at $3.20. There's Beast Unleashed, who was at $3. And Chief's Empire was $5 heading into the race. But Darren Brown, who tra- trains Chief's Empire, didn't go back to Victoria empty-handed. He brought three greyhounds up to Wentworth Park and the litter siblings of Chief's Empire. Percy's Empire and Chief's sidekick won races one and three at Wentworth Park. So it's not not a bad effort by Darren. That would have been a pretty happy trip home. It would have been because uh, well, we mentioned this litter last week with uh, they're out of Magic Diva, of course, a greyhound who won plenty of races, plenty of early speed and including the Warnable Classic. So that litter certainly doing well for Darren Brown. All right, guys, let's go back to uh, last Thursday night up at Albion Park. It was a big night for Victoria. We had a pretty strong hand in the Group 1 uh, uh, Brisbane Gold Cup there at Albion Park, and Tornado Tears just uh, unleashed a scintillating run, broke the track record. He did, John. And look, three runners from Victoria in this final, all trained by Robert Britton, Tornado Tears, Sorry, Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam, the Little Brothers, the Star Stayers there, and, of course, Benali, the other one of Robbie's who uh, is a front-running stayer. But, yeah, it was interesting, this race. I actually thought Robbie's three were not drawn to, to win the race. So I actually fancied Jalapeno, the Queenslander, at $12. Uh, the reason was I thought that Shoes to Fill, the dog in box four, was going to create a lot of grief for Tornado Tears and was also going to have a bit of early pace to hold out Benali and sort of let him um, do all his best work and be challenged early and, and just struggle in the finish. But I'll tell you what, when... When uh, Shoes to Fill was scratched, that meant that Tornado Tears had a vacant box on his outside and didn't he show his stuff. 
He broke a track record that Molly has been held for quite some time up there at Albion Park over the 710 metres. Yes, that track record, track record time was lowered um, by, I think it was about two lengths, and it was held by das- Dashing Corsage. Now, Dashing, Dashing Corsage won 57 races in his career, um, and he was an absolute star, but the potential of ton- tornado tears is like very few greyhounds we've seen before, and I think... His his run he actually got checked a couple of times he did. too, and for for him to run a track record by two lengths That's and true. get checked on minimum three occasions, it just shows how good this greyhound is. Yeah, that's right. Winning time forty one thirty three, so phenomenal effort by a greyhound who has. A long and exciting career ahead of him, John. And in the four dog race coming up on Thursday night at, at Albion Park, the Super Stays, he has an opportunity without those checks, Molly, to even go lower. He sure does. Look, it's going to be a great opportunity for him. Like you said, four dogs in the race, so there's less chance for any interference. And same goes for Rip and Sam in that race. Look forward to that on Thursday night. Well, Robert wasn't the only Briton, uh, Molly, to bring home a Group 1 up in Brisbane on uh, Thursday night of last week. His younger brother, Jeff, claimed the opening feature with a very smart pup, Hasten Slowly. He sure did. Look, it was a really good run by Hasten Slowly, who used the inside box um, on the rails to his advantage. He broke through to win his first group race, which was the Group 3 Flying Amy Classic. Now, last week I said the inside box is exactly what he needed, and he used it perfectly. He's no stranger to competing in group races, though. He ran second to Desposito in the Great Chase at the Meadows, and I believe it was just his fifth career start then. He also ran second in the Australian Cup to Hecton Bale. I believe he had box seven there, and he gave Hecton Bale the, um, he gave, yes, Hecton Bale the race by, um, cutting some of the field off. But Hasten Slowly's win in the Flying Amy Classic was one of three wins from the Fernando Bale Heidi Go Seek litter on Thursday night. Now, I spoke to Angela oh, straight after the race pretty much, and she was really excited that two more litter siblings won on the night. One was Go Seek Fernando, who won his eighth race at Sandown over the 5.95, and Aldrich, who won his ninth race in Hobart over the 350-metre distance. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. With Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley from GRV and JT in the studio. Let's hit the phones now and have a chat to uh, leading Victorian trainer Jeff Britton, who had a pretty big week last week with Hasten Slowly winning the Group 3 Flying Amy Classic at Albion Park. And the news keeps on getting better for Jeff because we've just heard one of Victoria's most exciting greyhounds, Mapunga Blazer, is set to make a return to the track uh, after a brief stint at stud. And Jeff Britton now uh, joins us on Off the Leash. How are you, Jeff? Yeah, good, thanks, John. Congratulations with Hasten Slowly up at uh, Albion Park on uh, last Thursday night. Very strong chase. Uh, He used the box one to his advantage. You must have been really happy with the way he found the line. Yeah, look, he, he ran it out really well. And uh, you know, when I saw he got the red box, uh, I thought, just don't do anything wrong because uh, I think the, the two was always going to give him a little bit of room and uh, it just panned out perfectly. Well done, Jeff, on, on the win with Hasten slowly. And uh, look, Mapunga Blazer, as John alluded to, about to make another comeback, which makes it, uh, or a comeback, which makes it even more exciting news for you, your kennel. Now, just to paint the picture for listeners, Mapunga Blazer retired in February after 22 starts, 11 wins. He's a Group 1 winner taking out the Maturity Classic and Age Restricted event. So, 
no doubt one of the best greyhounds for his age when he was younger and certainly was just entering his prime at two and a half years when he was retired. Um, you must have a spring in your step knowing that he's coming back into work for, or he's in work now, but about to start racing again for you. Yeah, it's all great, but he's uh, going well for now. And uh, I always have a little bit of nervous, nervousness around him because uh, your heart's in your mouth every time you go around. Uh, you know, being such a fast dog, he, uh, you know, he has had, had his problems in the past. So you're just really hoping that he'll get around and, and, and get a couple of, you know, a couple of months of racing together. Take us through the decision to retire him way back in February. I know there was an injury issue. Can you just let us know what that was and how serious it was? Uh, look, he went to Horsham and he, uh, he tore a triangle and I just thought after, you know, probably 10 months of, uh, you know, just niggly injuries all the way along and uh, I just thought, I rang Barry Smith and I just said, look, I reckon it's probably time to, to give him a spell and see how he goes at start and and uh, he really thought at the time, uh, because of Barsha Bale being so busy, probably uh, he might get a few uh, you know, bitches through uh, going to Paul Westerveld. So uh, he'll just sort of get uh, Barsha Bale's other, you know, the ones that he can't fit in. And uh, and things didn't really work out there because, uh, you know, he's being a young dog and uh, his sperm count wasn't as good as what Paul would, would have liked. And uh, he started off well, but he, whether the stress of the, the bitches being around him, uh, he wasn't producing the, the sperm they wanted. He certainly got stud potential when you look at his bloodlines. You mentioned Barsha, Barsha Bale is his sire, one of the top stud dogs in Australia. And his his dam was Mpunga Nikki, a greyhound you trained, won the Adelaide Cup and was certainly a, a, a brilliant beginner, had so much going for her with Barry Smith's bloodlines. Just wasn't to be at this point in his career, but who knows what the future holds, hey? Yeah, look, we're hoping he goes back and gets back to a little bit of normality and, uh, you know, and we'll try him again at a latter stage. At this stage, we'll just see how he goes racing again. And uh, after having that bit of a spell from, you know, you know the, the rigours of racing and things like that, and hopefully at the end of the day it might be something that's uh, a positive for us. Now, Jeff, talk me through the decision. Um, well, you know, what prompted the decision to put him back into work and and see how he went. Well, yeah, you know, when when uh, he came back here, uh, you know, he'd been taken to the vet, you know, at Des Fagans there, and he said the the injury had healed up well and things like that. So we thought we might as well have another go. Um, and you know, as it is, we've he's come back and he's, you know, with his trials have been you know, really good. That was going to be my next question. Do you have anything to tell us about his trials? I believe um, he runs some pretty quick times um, and on a harrowed track too a couple of weeks ago at Sandown, possibly? Yeah, yeah. He, um, you know, I had someone telling me beforehand before I put him around that he, he thought the track was a little bit a bit slower than what it was the week before and things like that. So, and as you say, they did harrow the track and it was wet and... Uh, and he come out and he just ran sensational splits and uh, uh, probably normally his best part of a race is the come home, but he, he went 5, 5.01 early and ended up running uh, 29.32. Wow. Uh, and I just thought he'd, uh, if he was on the track the week before, he would, you know, talking to the curator, he just said to me, he said, oh, he would have run in the team. So I just, you know, and the week before I trolled him and he, 
went faster than I've ever had a dog go just on the hand foot. So, you know, you just got to hope he stands up and, and, uh, and then all of a sudden you've got seven other dogs in a race, so it can make a difference. Absolutely. Now, I know, although you may, it may not show it, that you are very excited about having this greyhound <laughs> back racing. Now, can you tell us when he will re- resume racing? And look, is there any chance we'll see him possibly in Brisbane for the Winter Cup? Yeah, look, I, I trialled him up there last week. Uh, he ran good time, and he, but he made a few mistakes. And, uh, I just wanted to test him in, in a plane and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, he, he was a little bit excitable on the plane, but uh, hopefully the next trip will be a little bit calmer. But he did trial well, um, made a few mistakes, so uh, hopefully it'll go a little bit better when I do enter him up there for Thursday week. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Jeff, look, he's a G1 winner. We know he's got a big motor there. It's just great to see the bloke back on the track. Good luck uh, with him. And also, when when do we see Hasten slowly next? Um, he'll go for the Winter Cup as well. Up okay. In Houston, so he's just having two weeks off. It's a handed little two-prong attack you've got there. Yeah, and uh, probably Alpha Giorgio would be another one. Um, he's got he's a, a local track, so he should know it pretty well up there. Hey, uh, Jeff, thanks for being off on off the leash today, and, and good luck with the team, especially Mapunga Blazer. Great to see the bloke back on the track. No worries. Thanks, John. Love your doggies? The Greyhound Leader, RSN927. Trainer Jeff Britton joining us on Off the Leash and great to see Mapunga Blazer will have a run at Sandown this Thursday night. He's drawn box two in race number eight, the free for all. And we look forward to seeing him run a ripper race first up as he heads uh, up to Queensland for greater riches. Now on Off the Leash, uh, my favourite segment of each week's show, Molly. This is our Gap Dog. Tell us about our Gap Dog of the Week. This week we have a greyhound by the name of Butch. He is five years old. He's a black male and he raced under the name Oakmont Bomber. He did have one win from his 17 start career. But while he's been at Gap, he did spend some time in foster care and his foster carer described him as happy-go-lucky. Now, I am told he is a strong boy and he'll be suited to a home with full-time workers because he doesn't mind his own company. But I think from what I've read about Butch, he would really enjoy someone who is quite active, but someone who can t- take control. So, you know, make sure he, he has some manners about him. I think he he would really, really benefit from that. He is a little bit excited by other dogs, so I think that would come in, you know, with a bit of dog-on-dog training, which would be fantastic. But Andrew Butch was one of the 82 greyhounds that were available for adoption over the weekend for Gap's double adoption event. Yeah, that's right. So Friday and Saturday up at Seymour, the Greyhound Adoption Program held a two-day adoption event, 80-odd dogs uh, up for adoption. 58 of them found home, so that was terrific news there. Really good result considering the freezing conditions. Mm. 150 people driving an hour north of Melbourne to get to this event. Someone came all the way from Warrnambool, would you believe? That's yes. a fair effort, isn't it? He had a stop over here overnight he and he, he wanted to make sure that it was here at 10 o'clock yeah. um, for a bang on the dot at Seymour, so he picked up a greyhound. It's a terrific effort. So 58 dogs finding home, but importantly, those other 20-odd greyhounds that missed out, including Butch, they will eventually be rehomed. Make no mistake about that. And if you want to adopt one of those dogs, one of those adorable friendly greyhounds go to gap.grv.org.au to register your interest and 
We should also mention we've got a bit of a whisper about the next adoption day, Molly. Mm. Yes, I believe it is going to be at Warrigal. So we're servicing the Gippsland area. I know they are huge fan fans of Gap Greyhounds down there. And I believe, Andrew, it's going to be early August. Early August it will be. That date's coming soon. Go to gap.grv.org.au to stay tuned to that one. But you don't have to wait for an adoption day to get hold of a greyhound. Of course, you can go to Seymour any day of the week. And also, our Baxter facility out there in Melbourne southeast, right near the Mornington Peninsula. So to inquire about that, make an appointment, simply go to gap.grv.org.au. If you head to Baxter or Seymour, you'll go home with a pup. You will. Guarantee it. (laughs) You'll fall in love. Guarantee it. Watchdog, uh, Andrew the Watchdog, had a big afternoon. Bendigo Friday, uh, just a lazy 6 out of 12. Yeah, pretty good effort there, John, tipping half the card. You'd take that uh, a couple of times a week for sure, so terrific effort there. But, yeah, among those was Go Laverne Go, paying $3.40. Another one was Fabrico at $2.40, and the rest were pretty short. But, hey, a winner's a winner. And, of course, you can get all your free form guides for Victorian Greyhound Race Meetings that include the Watchdogs tips at fasttrack.grv.org.au forward slash watchdog. Just use your device, whether it's a smartphone, Android, or some form of pad, and uh, you can use the form free of charge right on your device at your leisure. Finally, Molly, litter of the week. Uh, gee, you've been shooting some pretty good litters uh, with regard to what they're doing on the track. What have you got for me this week? Well, this week we have a three-and-a-half-month-old Fernando Bale Bell's Melody litter. They are born in March 2018. Now, Bell's Melody, she was a winner of nine races from 32 two starts mainly in New South Wales but she's the mother of Cuda Mayhem so he is trained by Jason and Jessica Sharp in Lara. Now Cuda Mayhem ran eighth in the Temley. He was a third place getter in the Warrigal Cup. He ran fourth in the Hobart Thousand. Mm. Um, He finished eighth in the Ballarat Cup but one of my favourite runs of his was the Melbourne Cup where he ran third. Now Cuda Mayhem is out of Fabregas so I believe Andrew is sticking to the meticulous lodge um, kennels, and he, which is why he's gone to Fernando Bale. There were five pups in the litter, um, in the Bell's Melody litter. But Andrew the breeder has told me that unfortunately, well, look, he's a little bit undecided as to whether he's going to sell any of the pups, but his contact details are in the Greyhound Monthly, like all of the breeders. So just make sure if you are wanting to have a look at the litters born in Victoria, you go to the GRV website and click on the Greyhound Monthly link. So that is grv.org.au forward slash Greyhound Monthly, I believe. Another very, very well-bred litter there with a pretty strong uh, group pedigree. Hey, uh, guys, that's all we've got time for on uh, this week's episode of Off the Leash. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, John. See you, John. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.